Hello, Horror Fanatics. I'm Frank. And I'm Jen, and we welcome you to our weekly podcast. Oh, oh the, the horror. horror. Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address at oth at seriouslydecent.com. And you can check out uh, all our stuffs Mm -hmm. at our website, Mm -hmm. ohthehorrorpodcast.com. And here we are. We are. Yeah. Dirty 30. Dirty frickin' 30. Yeah. 30 episodes. How about it? And we're still here. I know, right? I'm exhausted today. Yeah. Uh, Jen and I just had a uh, intense yawning competition before. Not sure which of us actually won, though. Yeah. I think it was really close. Well, and on the pre-recording, I was like, yeah, I'm going to turn it up. I'm going to turn it up when it starts. And then it was radio silence for 10 seconds straight. You and I didn't say anything. Nope. Not a word. So we're going to pull it together here. (laughs) Or die trying. Because you're giving us an hour, so we might as well give you an hour. Yeah. You know. It's only fair. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the least we can do. How about sources? What you got? Sources? Why don't we tell them what we're doing today? Oh, hey, yeah. Gettysburg. Boom. Boom, bam. <laughs> you know what's going to help, too? This is going to be a great one. I can tell. I don't even have my notes up. Yay. <laughs> <Whee>! <laughs> I'm doing a podcast. You are bookmarking for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How'd that work? It's good. I got them up. All right, cool. They're actually, it's happening. All right. So my sources for Gettysburg, mps.gov and thoughtco.com. Mm-hmm. And I might snip a little bit off of, yeah, I'll give them some, uh, battlefields.org. Okay. There's another one. What do you got? Uh, Haunted History Magazine, Ghosts at Gettysburg. Yeah. Dot com. I, 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 and then i went to the jenny wade museum like they had a um jenny wade house Mm. at slash jenny wade museum they had a site and i went there to get the information on her cool yeah so for those that are not familiar with gettysburg if you're not familiar, yeah, that's that speaks to the a, failure of our education system. Well, no, you should at least you could be, know there was a battle against. Could be one of our international listeners that doesn't okay, really know or care about these things. True. So, my bad. Gettysburg was a big battle mm-hmm. in the Civil War. Correct. More towards the latter. Well, I can't say latter end. They fought for a couple of years after that. Mm-hmm. But it was a turning point. It was point. a turning point. Correct. It was a turning point in the and Civil War. Wasn't it the bloodiest battle or one of them anyway? So it's interesting because it kind of gets tossed around. I'm not a die, die hardcore to the like core of Civil War like fan, but I have a lot of interest in the topic. And I've read a lot about it in the past. I don't do the reenactments. We're going to do some disclaimers here. We're also going to be talking about the Civil War, and we're going to be doing it briefly just to throw context of Gettysburg. Right. You can't. We're here just to report the facts, folks. We're not going (laughs) to. Yeah, no, we really are. We're going to report the facts because I'm going to do a little background of the Civil War. Right. 
uh, just a brief primer, and then a primer of the Battle of Gettysburg. But what makes Gettysburg pretty interesting is there's a lot of haunted sites there. There's a lot you, of... me. Yeah. And I that, 100% just did the ghosts yeah. in and around Gettysburg. Yeah. No, we are going to do this to nice little, nice little spit, split between the two of us. And so, if we're going to talk about Civil War experts, mm. my ex was all into it. Like, yeah. into the reenactments. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I watched and or listened to the Ken PBS Burns. Civil War documentary. Mm-hmm. Which I, it's actually good. It's amazing. It's wonderful. But around the 400th viewing. Yeah. It starts to starts to wear on you, at which point it would be supplemented with the TV miniseries North and South. Mm. So mm-hmm. there was a uh, yeah, you could have went outside any of those four hundred times. You know, in retrospect, yeah, I could. It's the stupid things we do. Yeah, as people. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, I feel like I know stuff. <laughs> so the Civil War itself was April 12th, 1861 to April 9th, 1865. So yes. basically four years of, of conflict in the country. Mm-hmm. Now, Gettysburg itself was in Adams County, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and that was July 1st through the 3rd, mm-hmm. 1863. Mm-hmm. So again, it was around basically the middle of this conflict. Yeah. But... It was really a turning point of the Civil War. The Union victory, which would be the North. Yes. That ended General Robbie, Robert E. Lee's second and most ambitious invasion of the North. Because that's what was happening at that time. Yeah, they were just moving north. They were just moving north. More and more and more and more. And I mean, to think about it, they got as high as Pennsylvania. Yeah. So for those that are not very familiar with the whole turn of events with this... There was only 13 colonies. Mm-hmm. It was basically the East Coast Correct. of the United, United States. States. You didn't mm-hmm. have the Midwest. You didn't have the West or anything at this point in time. And basically what led to the Civil War to roll it back a bit, obviously slavery yes. is the big topic of the Civil War. It's the prime topic. But believe States it or not, rights. it wasn't the only thing mm-hmm. that was going on then. And basically, at the time when the Declaration of Independence in 1776 took place, the enslavement of people not only remained legal in all 13 British American colonies, but it also continued to play a significant role in the whole economies, the society, but largely the economy. And you think about it, an economy drives everything in whether it's a community, Mm -hmm. a town, a Mm -hmm. city, a state. Yeah, what, if you've what got a crippled you? economy, you've got a cr- usually well, you have no, a but crippled your, or depressed. No, but your rules area. of economy yeah. define your position in mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. So prior to the American Revolution, the institution of slavery slavery in America just was firmly established, mm-hmm. and it was definitely limited to persons of African ancestry. Mm-hmm. And you know this atmosphere, it just kind of sowed this construct. Yes. And so even when the U.S. Constitution was ratified in 1789, very few black people had, uh, you know, and no enslaved people were allowed to vote or own property. Right. 
just basically a status quo just stayed through. Mm -hmm. But there was a growing movement during these times to abolish slavery. And this led many northern states to enact abolitionist laws, abandon enslavement, mm-hmm. and so on. But a lot of it dealt with the economy because the economy was based at that point on industry in the north more than agriculture. Right. And the north enjoyed a steady flow of European immigrants. And you had basically impoverished refugees from the potato famine of the 1840s and 1850s. Uh, And many of these new immigrants could be hired straight up as factory workers Mm -hmm. and they could also do it at low wages. Mm -hmm. And this was reducing the, uh, the need for enslaved people in the North. Correct. The Southern States, they had long growing seasons and they had fertile soils and they established their whole economy around agriculture. Correct. Versus the factory work up in the North. North. Yes. And this, you know, just basically fueled, these massive sprawling plantations and it depended on enslaved people to perform a wide range of the duties. Mm -hmm. So Eli Whitney invents the cotton gin 1793 Mm -hmm. cotton becomes super profitable because it's easier to turn out. Yep. The machine reduced the time it took to separate seeds from the cotton. Mm -hmm. At the same time, the increase of plantations willing to move from other crops to cotton created again it's the economy it's just demand meeting supply and an even greater need for enslaved people that was the problem you get more more of this going yeah and they need the enslaved people to get it going more labor and the southern economy became literally a one crop economy Mm -hmm. they depended on cotton and therefore enslaved people i hate to make it that simple I know a lot of people want to make it a lot more difficult, but really at the at the at, crux yeah. of the issue with civil war as far as slavery is concerned, mm-hmm. that was it. Right. So though it was often supported throughout social and economic classes, not every white southerner enslaved people. The population of pro-slavery states was around 9.6 million and you know, only about 350,000 were enslavers. So this included many of the wealthiest families, obviously, if you're going to run these mega massive plantations. Right, yeah. And, you know, at the start of the Civil War, at least 4 million enslaved people were forced to live and work on these southern plantations while this conflict was going on. Mm-hmm. Now, the North had this less emphasis on agriculture, and it was more diverse as far as people mm-hmm. coming through. But northern industries were purchasing the South's raw cotton and turning it into finished goods. Right. They needed the cotton for clothes, blankets, sheets, what have you. So this basically created this disparity uh, and led to basically irreconcilable differences between just societal views and political views. Mm -hmm. Because the North said, well, we want to move in this way. And the South... You had the group that was like, well, we're moving in this way. This is what's working for us. Right. But then you also had this other big part of the South. It's like, this is all we got. Yeah. We're a one trick pony. We can't do anything else. If we get rid of this, it's going to destroy us and crumble us. Right. And so that just created this social order in both private and political. They stumbled on peanuts or tobacco yet? No, no. Okay. (laughs) So, so this is where, but. 
this is where it also changed, like states' rights and federal rights. That right, was a yes. big part part of civil the Civil War. Yeah, the like states I said, I'm wanted gonna, to I'm gonna deal with the hot potato of the the enslavement of people. Right. That I'm getting out of the way front and center because mm-hmm. it's not like it didn't exist. But but also there was this massive division between the North and South of state and federal rights. And at this time, the North was inviting the idea of having the federal institution be more involved in the colonies. Correct. Where the South wanted, wanted the states, states to take to care of themselves. themselves. Yep. And for those of you that do not live in the states and you're a international listener, mm-hmm. that is a topic of huge debate here in the states to this day. Still, yeah. Still. Yeah. It's still a very strong core argument mm-hmm. amongst Americans. Yes. Which is what started this whole Well, let's be honest. These United States that we live in, mm-hmm. each state you could argue is extremely diverse. Mm-hmm. So I find it almost laughable yeah. that you could enact a a law or a regulation that encompasses all fifty states. Well, because hear me out. Yeah. California gets a shit ton of sun. Yeah. We get hardly any. Yeah. So if you make a federal mandate that says we have to be a hundred percent solar, yeah. Well, okay, that's great for all of those states that get a shit ton of sun, mm-hmm. but us here in the north, we're like, um, yeah. excuse me, um, I have a question for you. Yeah, no, but it's just <laughs> it's just the mathematics of it all. You yeah. can't have one body that rolls out 50 states. One law to rule them all. Yeah, well, no, and this is the problem that like the European Union's having. Right. And this is a horror show, so we're going to move on from yes. that. Because okay. there's, other, there's other podcasts for that. <laughs> but the but the federal you know the state and you know the the federal uh, and state powers so yes. to be that that did it as well um, and then there was the abolitionists uh, and then the election of Abraham Lincoln really kind of turned things around because Lincoln was just basically saying no we're we're going to move in this direction yeah and and that gained a lot of momentum mm-hmm. so with Gettysburg what's interesting with Gettysburg is. Again, the battle was in Pennsylvania. Yes. And like I said, if you were to pull a map, go to Google mm-hmm. and pull a map of the 13 colonies of the yeah. United States and actually look at everything south of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. At that time, that's what the Confederacy was gaining on yeah. and getting getting yeah. a lot of momentum of. And at the time, you know, basically Gettysburg finished the last full-scale invasion of the North. After Gettysburg, the Confederacy started pulling back. Mm -hmm. And it was basically a battle that proved that at this time, I mean, General Lee was invincible. I mean, he was just moving up and taking taking everything. Mm -hmm. And Gettysburg was basically the pivotal point, that battle, where if the Confederacy won it, the North were had their backs against the wall. And the morale north was terrible before that battle. Right. It was really terrible. Because basically it was kind of strategically set that if the Confederacy took Pennsylvania, it's over. Pretty much, yeah. And and that was the that was the morale and, and everything of that. But the battle consisted of three days. There was a lot of casualties. Dude, they picnicked. Yeah. The people of Pennsylvania, the residents of Gettysburg, 
had picnics mm-hmm. and watched the battle. You know, like Shakespeare in the park. Yeah, yeah. There was an estimated of 51,112 casualties over the three-day campaign. Yeah. It was the bloodiest battle engagement okay. of the Civil War. Mm-hmm. The actual bloodiest day of the Civil War. Was that Antietam? Was Antietam. <laughs> yep. And that battle in a single day, 23,000 people killed yep. and wounded in the fields. Yep. In a single day. It's pretty. Those 400 viewings, I retained yeah. some information. Oh, yeah. Now, granted, compared to World War II yeah, it's and a some of the, in the earlier bottles, but battles, but, but at that to, time. You also have to take into consideration, this is the American Civil War. So every casualty is an American casualty. Yeah. So isn't it, weren't more Americans killed in the Civil War than in the other wars combined? Yeah, yeah, Americans, yeah, 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 yeah. But also, that wasn't our homeland or whatever. It didn't take right. place. No, in no, our no. Ground, I, but, I, I get that. But like with Gettysburg, there was one hundred and sixty-five thousand six hundred and twenty forces engaged total. Mm-hmm. That's Union and Confederacy. Mm-hmm. The Union had ninety-three thousand nine hundred and twenty-one. The Confederacy had seventy-one thousand six hundred and ninety-nine. Mm-hmm. So out of 165,000, 51,000, I'm using round numbers here. Right. Were, were estimated casualties. So it's almost basically like 30% Damn. of the people there. You look at the Union, they had 90, I'll round up, 94,000 and 23,000 were casualties. Yeah. It's a lot. It is a Confederacy, lot. there was 72,000 and it was 28,000 mm-hmm. on that side. But it changed. It was a whole turning point, and that's where Abraham Lincoln did the Gettysburg, Gettysburg address. Gettysburg address. Again, it changed the entire morale of the North overnight. Yes, absolutely overnight, and it changed the direction. Period. Yes, on how things were going to be, and again, change is slow. Mm-hmm. I think people forget that change is slow, but it did change that whole narrative of enslavement. Mm-hmm. There was another option. Mm-hmm. People had difficult choices to make mm-hmm. and maybe couldn't have left enslavement for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about with the blood countess, the driver. Oh, you mean Marie or, Delphine No, Marie Delphine LaLaurie mm-hmm. with the driver. Mm-hmm. I mean, the driver just had this devotion to her to help her. Right. Well, and, because by helping her, it was... Well, he had a good driver's it, job. Well, yeah, and I mean, it, was, uh, it was self-preservation. Mm-hmm. The more he helped her, the less her ire could be directed at, at him. Yeah, yeah, and he wouldn't be a driver. Same thing with the blood countesses, yeah. uh, right-hand people. Yeah. You know, as long as you're right there and you're as long in as the you're midst in. of it and helping. Yeah, as long as yeah. you're in. And, and I think that's a big lesson that history provides with people mm-hmm. is be careful of who you serve. Yeah. Because even though they're nice to you today, mm-hmm. tomorrow they can turn on you. Mm-hmm. And when their life turns bad, they take everyone they take with them. Every single one of them mm-hmm. with them. Everyone goes down as well. So with all of this going on in the battle, mm-hmm. and the battle was three days, yep. this town didn't really have anything big about it before this. 
It had a college. Yeah, I mean, it had a couple. It had a couple universities, a college, mm-hmm. but but it wasn't like there was massive factories there. It no. wasn't like this was a. It was just a, a place yeah. for the most part, yep. and unfortunately, it's famous for this this massive battle, which some would look as a good thing, others not a bad thing. It, it's a tough situation. Yeah, but the battleground, even to this day. There are stories of people that are taking down trees because it's a big national park now. Yeah. And it's about, I think, what is it, 60 square miles, 60, 70 um, square I miles. I get into it a little bit Of the later whole entire of, park. Of how much um, the National Park Service mm-hmm. takes over. But a lot, of the, a lot of the places remain untouched. Like, There's a lot of places that remain untouched. The and, Jenny Wade House still has the blood on the floor on the floor yeah where she fell there's also what they're finding out cuz a lot of the uh, musket balls have been picked over yep. throughout the years yep. but when they do maintenance on the property and they take old trees down oh yeah they're find what they'll do is they'll cut sections on the trees cuz they're finding those in there yeah and they're oh yeah putting that through the museum as well mm-hmm. so there's actually rounds still being found to this to day, this day. yeah there's some that have rounds in the homes. There are, yeah, the the homes still have whatever rounds went into them. The holes yep. that were made from the rounds that struck the buildings, they remained the same. Mm-hmm. Some have done renovations, and I'll get into that when yeah. I get into my ghost So basically, stories. this is the primer of what happened what mm-hmm. took place, and as a result of that, there's a lot of what is claimed to be paranormal activity. Guys, I have a video that I'm going yeah. to share. Well, I'm turning it over to the, you now. On the it's... Facebook group, and, I mean, I'm not going to say it's definitive. Yeah, I haven't seen it. But it's pretty freaking good. Yeah. Okay, so... We got into just how bloody this battle was. And amid this much death, it's really not surprising that there would be stories of ghosts or spirits or hauntings. So I'm going to get into the places that have the either the most common or the most frequent ghost stories. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start at Pennsylvania Hall. Gettysburg College, as it's known now, was once known as Pennsylvania College, and it had been open for 30 years before the battle was fought on and around its campus. One of its three buildings at the time was Pennsylvania Hall. It was stately and sprawling and used as a field hospital, which most of these places that are haunted served as a field hospital during the war. basically every place took the place of a field hospital. Pretty much. Yeah. And it was used by Union and Confederates to triage and treat their wounded. The floors would become covered in blood as surgeons amputated limbs and tried to dress bullet and bayonet wounds, all with no antiseptic. So the hall still stands today. In its previous lives, it had served as a dormitory, but it now serves as an administrative building. Students and faculty both have seen a lone man thought to be General Lee, pacing the cupola at night, and others have seen a pair of sentries looking out over the fields. So the most famous story was relayed by Mark Nesbitt, author of The Ghosts of Gettysburg. Kind of disappointed that I didn't get my hot little hands on that book before this, 
but I might just get it anyway and check it out. So in his book, two administrators were working late one night and they went to take the elevator to the first floor. But instead of taking it to the first floor, it took them to the basement. And when the doors opened, they were horrified to see a scene straight from a Civil War hospital with wounded men writhing in agony and surgeons conducting amputations. One surgeon turned to them, beckoning them to come in and help. The women frantically pressed the elevator buttons until eventually the doors closed and they were returned to the main floor. They went to campus security, but when the guards went to the basement, there was nothing there but musty storage boxes. That's so messed up. Could you imagine? Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to say I could imagine. I'm imagining it. And yeah. like I'm putting myself in that situation. Like you're sitting there and you're talking, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. See, I would just be glad that I had someone with me because there's right. two people, yes. right? Yep. Yeah. Because yep. I'd be like, you're seeing this, right? You see, you the, you <laughs> see him, right? <laughs> so the next- Because no one else is going to fucking believe no. us. No. Um, the next place is Farnsworth House Inn. That's easy to say. Mm-hmm. Built in the early 1800s, the building that is now the Farnsworth House Farnsworth House Inn has changed hands many times. It started as a private home, became the town bank, and then was run under the name of the Sleepy Hollow Inn, and it is currently under the stewardship of the Schultz family. Mm. So during the Battle of Gettysburg, over 135 mini balls, or at least one artillery shell, struck the south side of the building. That latter artillery shell stayed lodged there until the current owners pulled it out afraid it would one day fall out on passersby the artillery shell yeah 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 so confederate sharpshooters were posted in the attic and historians theorize the shot that killed mary virginia Ginny wade the lone civilian casualty of the battle was fired from that garret mm. from that attic Three stories That's down, bold statement. the basement served as a hospital room complete with the death that accompanies said hospital. This led to the Farn- Farnsworth House Inn being counted among the most haunted places in Gettysburg, with as many as 16 spectral entities at the inn. Visitors see and feel the spirits walking around, sometimes following guests from room to room, and even sitting on their beds during the night. Could you imagine Ugh. sleeping in your bed and all of a sudden you feel someone sit on your bed? Heavy breathing and sobbing have been heard from unknown sources and the smell of cigar smoke sometimes permeates the air. See, cigar smoke, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't I like mind either. A cigar, but because someone's sitting on my bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I draw a line. Because, I mean, you know me. The like, look of disgust on your face when I said that. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you know me. If I hear a noise upstairs, I'm looking into it. Yeah. Like, I can't go to sleep. Yeah. Not knowing what the hell made that noise. Yeah. The cat I've gotten used to, and that took some training. Yes. But she if, sounds like a herd of elephants, yeah. guys. She's in. But if I hear cat. something that sounds remotely human upstairs, like, even mm-hmm. if she just, like, jumps from her tower... And hits the floor. Yes. I'll be like, yeah, that's the cat. What if it isn't? <laughs> this is the one time your family's going to get mad at me that I didn't check a noise at the door. And Yeah. And then I've always made that joke. It's a joke, but it's the truth. Because <laughs> if I were to find you bloody and dead and murdered, I'm just leaving. Yes. Because I'm instantly suspect number one. I've seen all the shows. I would like to state for the Unless record. Unless I have a rock solid alibi. Like I'm <laughs> on camera. Yeah. 
Even if it's just screwing with another chick, I don't care. <laughs> as long as I'm on camera. That's my Date alibi. Time stamped. Yeah. But that'll be the day like where I leave the phone in the car. Yeah. And I go for a hike or you know. Yeah. That'd be the one time I go for a hike overnight by myself. Mm-hmm. I do that what? You know, twice a year. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. You know, I mean now that I got my sleep. Yeah. Now you that know, you now that you got your wits about you. Yeah, no, yeah. Now that I got my whole uh you know, sleep sleep uh, affairs in study order. and stuff yes. you know but that'd be the one time i would go and i'd just come back and i'd see that i'd be like yeah all right i'm i'm on the run i'm going to record for the record now yeah if i'm ever found dead yeah at the bottom of the staircase yeah it was the gd cat all right you know what because no you gotta change seriously that. you gotta say it's not frank okay it's not frank thank you it's definitely <laughs> My stupid freaking cat yeah. who can't stay out of my feet when I'm trying to go anywhere. Well, or honestly, do you don't anything. watch where you're walking. Well, I, I mean, laugh when you turn and run into Dean. Yeah. Dean's a Bernese mountain dog, folks. He weighs 120 pounds. He's up to your basically just below your your waistline. Yeah, he's he's right at. Hip and you're like, height. oh, you snuck up on me. It's like, how the hell does he sneak up on you? He's always he's, behind you. He's stealthy. He's sleeping now. So the sound of a jaw harp being played in the attic is thought to be made by one of the sharpshooters who was stationed there and appears to have not left his post. Hmm. The attic room is padlocked shut because of the force of the restless spirit that occupies it. Conversely, the door to the basement has been known to open on its own as a soldier appears carrying a wounded comrade down to what was the makeshift field hospital. An older woman in period dress thought to be a former matron of the house, has been mistaken as one of the staff before disappearing into thin air. Could you imagine being like, excuse me, can I get... Oh. 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 Okay. I, you know what I think? If I was in those positions, I would turn, like, say the soldier. Yeah. Like carrying the wounded or mm-hmm. something like that. I'd be like, hey, the war is over. <laughs> you can stop now. So, finally, the spirit of a midwife has been known to tuck guests into the bed in one of the rooms. So, would you like her to tuck you in and then have somebody sit on your bed and smoke their cigar? Maybe cry a little? I don't know. She's good looking. I don't uh, know. I don't know. I don't know. She was nice. If she had good stories, I'll (laughs) listen to it. All right. So, let's get to some battlefield legends. Many don't realize that the Battle of Gettysburg, in that battle, the battlefields were everywhere. Yeah. Like, dead and wounded lay on the roads in the July heat. It was multiple areas. It wasn't like the one, like, everybody has a traditional idea of, and this was a lot of the battles. Yeah, no, this one was was sprawling. Yeah, where it was that hundred yards where everybody did all the fighting. So, because the wounded, the dead and wounded lay everywhere, and it was July, and Mm. July's heat and humidity, residents walked around with aromatic herbs under their noses just to be able to bear the smell. And today, some people claim to get phantom whiffs of peppermint while walking through town. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I would have gone with, I mean, peppermint is pretty strong, so that would be a pretty good one. But I think basil would also be a pretty good one because it is pretty, it is pretty pungent. Especially if you got it right there. Yeah, yeah. 
So, ooh, hold on. I'm experiencing technical difficulties. It's fine. Okay, the Battles of Gettysburg National Military Park are preserved by the National Park Service. They arc around the town, almost totally encompassing it. Many um, farmhouses and other privately owned buildings are now owned by the National Park Service, and each kind of has their own story to tell. The George Weicker Farmhouse, like many Gettysburg buildings, was a field hospital housing the wounded soldiers. Ghosts of Confederate soldiers are said to pace the attic where they hid until Union forces uh, discovered them and killed them. Mm. There is also a door on the second floor that won't stay shut even when nailed nailed shut. Like, they've gone so far as to nail See, it See, that shut. would drive me fucking insane. Yeah. Like, if we had a door here that just kept blowing open and I'm nailing it, I'm welding, like, would metal together. and Yeah, I think ultimately. I will, because we talk about this where I'm always like, get I'd get the hell out of here. I'd uh-huh. get the hell out of here. I think if something was a nuisance and not really bad, and I know that's how it all starts. That's what most of them say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if I'd leave over like a, a mischievous door. But if it got more than that, because I would just leave the door open. It's like, dude, you want the door open? Fine. Fine. Take the door off the hinges. <laughs> that's probably what I would do. That. That sounds like a frank answer right <laughs> that does there. does sound like a frank yeah. answer. All right, you want the door open? Fine. Fine. Fine, fucker. Here you go. Yeah. You don't have a door. You don't have a door now. How do you like it? Are we good? <laughs> Are we cool? So the Hummelbau <laughs> house was near the front lines and acted as a surgery where men lost their limbs and lives on the operating table. Amputated arms and legs are said to have been thrown out of the kitchen window to keep the operating area clear and a grisly pile formed outside said window. That window is said to now rattle and make strange noises for no visible reason. The Hummelbau House is also where Confederate Brigadier General William Barksdale died, I'm crying sorry. out for water, which he still can be heard doing today. Back to the... The, the Hummelbau? The limbs with the, the window. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about, remember in Family Guy when Peter Griffin was flipping the frog? <laughs> out the window with the box. Yes. Yes. I was just wondering how many times that happened with like an arm like or a leg. You know, they threw it, it and it just, it just went hit and they just throw it again and they're like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know. No? I don't know. Yeah. So the fields themselves have their own fair share of spectral legends. Military band music emanates from Cemetery Ridge. The cries of soldiers and even their apparitions have been experienced all over the park. At the Peach Orchard in the west, at the site of Pickett's Charge in the north and and beyond, especially, is where yeah. they hear the music and the apparitions. Little Round Top, however, seems to be its own hot spot, with a headless horseman seen riding there, apparently trying to rally his long-lost men. I don't know how you rally people when you don't have a head. Well, that's why he's still riding around. Do you go around. like this, like just circle your arm like, guys, follow me. Babe, that's why he's still <laughs> riding around to this day. Another popular story arose during the filming <laughs> of the movie Gettysburg. Gettysburg, yeah. Some of the many extras were watching the sunset from Little Round Top when a haggard man dressed in Union garb and smelling of sulfur approached them. He talked about the ferocity of the battle and passed them some ammunition 
The extras thought he was actually one of them until the ammunition was reportedly authenticated as being 130 years old. It's so weird. <laughs> it's just weird stories <laughs> over there. I loved all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Devil's Den. Lying to the west of Little Round Top is a ridge of boulders known as Devil's Den that saw brutal and intense fighting on the second day of the battle. Amidst these stones, which tower as high as 20 feet, soldiers engaged in vicious stand-up hand-to-hand combat. It was one of the few places where Confederates were able to drive off the Union, and in so doing, nearly 500 men died, and it's commonly cited as one of the most haunted spots in Gettysburg. Drums and gunshots are often heard there, and the apparition of a scraggly Confederate thought to be a Texan, and I'm just going to stop here for a second. For a second. Mm-hmm. Why do they think he was a Texan? Like, did... Why? Because he's got a southern accent, probably. But so did everybody in the South. I know. Now it's Texan. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so he's often seen walking the boulders, telling people, what you're looking for is over there, as he points to nearby Plum Run, where heavy fighting also took place. So he says that as yep. a ghost? Yep. So like we, over there. So we would just be hanging out here, yep. and he would just pop out and be like, what you're looking for is over there. And then just disappear. Yep. I don't know. I think I'd have a lot of fun with that. Would you go over there? Eh, uh, maybe. <laughs> Depends. Is it daytime, nighttime? Do I have a flashlight? I don't know. Um, some say they've taken a picture with him thinking he was a reenactor, only to have a blank space in their photo where the soldier stood. So he actually photobombed and, like, posed. Yeah. And there's a guy Could you like, imagine with his arm you around. get your you get your picture back and it's just your uh, arm out like this. You know what Gettysburg there? sounds like? It sounds like an acid trip without the acid. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. All these things it happen. It sounds like we need to go. Oh, we're going. Is what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, we're going. That's always been a a trip we want, you know, we yeah. always wanted to do. So whoever haunts the area appears to have an aversion to photography. Cameras of all types have been known to jam and malfunction among the boulders. Film crews actually had equipment shutdowns and cameras were knocked from stands or out of people's hands. Photography was new when the Civil War occurred. So it was uh, the first time that pictures of the brutality and violence of war was captured on film and viewed by the the public at large yeah yeah so there's a story that photographer alexander gardner moved the body of a confederate soldier to pose it for a shot and it's this disrespect of the deceased that is thought to be the root of the camera troubles at Mm. devil's den interesting uh hypothesis right view on that Well, I did read that after the battle occurred, many people flocked over there just to witness the event. Yeah. Like, not during it, but, like, after, After. just to witness, because, like, word just spread around how just insane it was, and people just flocked over. And that's where a lot of the picnicking they talk about. I remember from the documentary, it started with um, the stories of, you know, they were sitting there they were picnicking they were eating their lunches Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden they realized just how close the 
the fighting and the battle was to them. Yeah. And then they realized, oh, you know what? This is probably like a really bad idea. And then they all started to flee. So in and amongst all this fighting, you have this mass exodus of people who shouldn't have been there in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like. Not all knives in a drawer are sharp, babe. Uh, I mean, all right. Yeah. So let's talk about Homestead. Yeah. Uh, The wake of the Civil War left thousands of children orphaned and in desperate need of homes and therefore care. Oh, yeah. And in 1866, the National Soldiers Orphans Homestead, because, you know, that just rolls right off the tongue. It does. Was opened in Gettysburg and 200 children passed through its doors over the following decade. When Rosa Carmichael was brought on as the matron in the early 1870s, rumors of abuse began to circulate. She was arrested and fined. Wait for it. Oh, I'm waiting. But allowed to return to her post. Yeah. Where her violence and torture of the children, shocker, increased. No. Until she was run out of town in 1876. So for six years after she was arrested and fined, Mm -hmm. she was just allowed to keep, you know, keep on keeping on. Shorthanded, babe. You know, it was either her or nobody. And you can't let these kids take care of themselves. So So Rosa had to do it for a while. They had to deal with Rosa. (laughs) So... Children were kept in basement dungeons, shackled to the wall. Nice. One boy was penned outside in the dead of winter until two men passing by heard his cries for help and therefore rescued him. Mm. An older boy was hired to administer corporal punishment to Carmichael's delight. Yeah. And until 2014, the building was home to the Soldiers National Museum, And patrons reported hearing the cries of children, Mm. felt little hands tugging at their clothing, and experienced a malevolent presence thought to be Rosa herself. Wow. So could you imagine you're walking through the museum and you can hear kids cry and you're like, but you know, it's going to be faint and far off. And you're like, you're thinking that's somebody, I wish somebody would shut that fucking No, you're probably just thinking, you know what? It's probably like something outside or, you know, I just made it up type of thing. And then all of a sudden you feel someone, you know, these tiny little hands Mm -hmm. pulling on your clothes. I think I would shit my pants. You would jump. I definitely would jump. You would jump. Yeah. There would probably be a swear word said. Yeah. I would definitely at least do a whoop. Yeah. You'd do a whoop. (laughs) Something you would do a whoop. It would be it would be loud. It would yeah. be audible, and yeah. I would jump. <laughs> or you would blame it on me. You'd be like, "Are you pulling on me?" You would do that. I'd probably hit you and be yeah. like, "Stop it!" And you'd be like, "What?" Yeah. Be all mad at me. No, I wouldn't be mad at you. I'd be like, "Stop pulling on me!" But I wouldn't. You, that's not something you would do. No, I poke at you. You would poking poke at you. Poking yeah. at you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know what I, I do think I might shit my pants. Yeah, that would be a weird. For as many experiences as I had had yeah. and have had, I don't know that I'd be able to handle that. You don't think you could recover <laughs> from that? So. That would be it? I don't know. I think 
finally tipped me over. Like you'd just be done? Like, like I don't want to play anymore. I thought this would be fun. I'd have to admit you? No. No? Okay. I'd just be like, I don't think I want to do these tours anymore. Yeah, you just want to do, you want some quality time at home. <laughs> Can we just go to Hershey Park? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just eat some truffles. <laughs> I mean. A chocolate park can't be it can be haunted. All right, so so I'm I'm already figuring out our itinerary. We're yeah. gonna do Gettysburg and then the last stop is Hershey Park just in case. <laughs> just in case some yittle hands <laughs> grab you and tug your shirt. Yeah. I'm just gonna have Hershey Park already already queued up, I'm have ready two, to go. Two two nights already <laughs> queued up. So we're either celebrating how awesome it is or we're there to save your mind. <laughs> either or. Either or. So, <laughs> all right. I, this is the part that gets a little muddy. Um, Mary Virginia, a lot of the sources call her Jenny. Jenny, yeah. But Ancestry.com mm -hmm. did a uh, deep dive on her and her name was Virginia. So her nickname was Ginny, Ginny. not Jenny. Mm -hmm. And there it's is possible. speculation yeah. that she's like, yo, the least you could do is get my name right. Because her presence is still very much, you well, let's get into it. You think she's bent just over the name? Uh, I've been bent over the yeah. name. Would it's you, like, would you deal with people in the after? Would you take it that oh, far? No. Yeah, no, I don't see I'd that. be like, oh, I see him thank God you know, I don't have to worry about you'd people. You'd want to meet loved ones you haven't seen in a while. My name. You know, yeah. 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 Uh, maybe she was lonely. Uh, so Mary Virginia, Jenny Wade. Jenny, lived let's on... get it straight so she doesn't give us any fucking Exactly. Problems. That's why. Yeah. That's why I, I've, move, cleared, I've cleared the air here. That's why you're on the team. Yes. Uh, she lived on Breckenridge Street in Gettysburg. I know that doesn't mean anything to any of us because mm. we don't know where Breckenridge Street is because we're not in Gettysburg, oh. um, where she and her mother worked as seamstresses. It had scope. They fled their home in anticipation of the coming battle, choosing to stay with Ginny's older sister, Georgia McClellan. Uh, and this was not only for their own safety, but because Georgia was very pregnant as a matter of fact she gives birth just an hour before the confederate army arrived in gettysburg whoa yeah she had a boy well good and he lived hey so hey did he stay at the little kids home there no oh good for him yeah good for him his parents turned out didn't die so good uh jenny was said to be betrothed to corporal johnston jack here we go guys mm. skelly Jack Skellington. Oh, my goodness. So a childhood friend turned romantic interest. Whoa. Jack was wounded and captured in Winchester, a fact that Jenny would never learn. The Wades and McClellans did their patriotic duty by serving bread and water to the nearby Union forces. In the early morning of July 3rd, Jenny began to need a fresh batch of dough so they could continue to provide for the soldiers. That same morning... Confederate soldiers began firing on the north side of the house, which was hit by over 150 bullets. One such bullet, um, a mini ball, passed through two doors and struck Jenny in the shoulder, penetrating her heart and finally coming to rest in her corset, ending her life at approximately 8.30 a.m. on July 3, 1863. Wow. 
Federal soldiers carried Jenny's body to the cellar. Uh, Later, they would bury her. And Jenny's work was not in vain, as on July 4th, the very next day, her mother used the dough to bake 15 loaves of bread for the hungry Union soldiers. Mm. Corporal Skelly, Jenny's fiancé, never learned of her death. He died in captivity just one week later, on July 12th, before the news could have reached him. Today, Jenny is buried near Jack in the Evergreen Cemetery. Turns out she was buried a couple of times, like they picked her up and like they buried her in the basement um, dug her up, put her in a cemetery. She was there for a while, and then they dug her up and moved her to the Evergreen Cemetery. And a monument marks her resting place, as well as a perpetual American flag that flies day and night. The only other woman to claim that honor is Betsy Ross. Wow. So the Ginny Wade House is today the Jenny Wade Museum should be Ginny Wade Museum. Mm. Inside, they offer a very detailed and graphic tour that is available to the public who wish to get an inside look at 19th century life, specifically when Ginny Wade died during the Battle of Gettysburg. Here you'll find that the same floors are still intact, still covered in blood from when Ginny fell um, to the floor after being shot. Also on display are several photographs that have been taken from inside the home. Some of them feature objects that will make you question reality, seemingly capturing the spirit of Ginny Wade. Perhaps the most interesting part of the tour is when actual video evidence is given, proving the existence of a supernatural entity at work in the Wade home. If that wasn't compelling enough, EVP, Electronic Voice Phenomenon, recordings are played, providing even more proof of the hauntings that take place within. Many witnesses have claimed over the years that they have seen her walking through the Wade home, while others have spotted her wandering the surrounding countryside. It would appear that Ginny can't let go of her once beloved homeland. So often do reports come forward that the television series Ghost Adventures and Ghost Lab have both featured the Wade residents on their respective shows. Mm. So if you decide to visit the Ginny Wade House, make sure you bring a camera because you never know what what might later show up in your photographs. Many who have done so have come to find inexplicable paranormal objects and possibly the disembodied spirit of Jenny Wade. Hmm. How about that? Yeah. So, I mean, how about that? Well, you know. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. That's some cool stuff. It really is. So what's the video you have? So the video I have... It was shown on a like a local Fox affiliate. Yep. But when I tried to go to that video, I got that error, you know, page not found. Mm-hmm. But I found another. I think it's it's a YouTube video, and it shows the it shows the road. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a I think it's a dirt road, and it's at night, so it's in like that grayscale. Gotcha. And. You can see a cannon, and then you literally see, like, three specters Hmm. all in military garb. Yeah. Like, running across, like, clearly reenacting what happened. Like, you can see them running through. And I I happened across it on um, Facebook, and it was, it was, labeled um visitor catches ghosts at gettysburg and you know instantly i'm in yeah you know they had me at ghosts but gettysburg 
So I watched it and I've got it all queued up so I can share it to the group. Yeah, I'll I'll post that uh at the same time I post the episode. I'll send it to Because normally you. I wait yeah. a bit and post the other stuff, but I'll post that so they can watch that. Yep. I'll send it to you. I have it I have it queued up on several devices. Yeah. <laughs> It, I don't rem- it's not very long, like it's just a few seconds long, but I mean, it is, it is pretty. Is it this one here? Startling. That's the one. That's the one. Yep. All right. Watch it. Cause yeah. you will see. I'm going to the YouTube link. Um, Do you see the cannon, bo- like the, the cannon? Cause I remember them clearly running like in front of the, the cannon. Whoa. (laughs) That's weird because they're not there anymore. Right. They come in and then they go out. Oh, that's weird. (laughs) That's so weird. Yeah, I'm putting that on now. I'm putting it on. Guys, to, it's really good. I'll have to find I it. Was, I was pretty pleased with myself. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to. Uh, One, that I remembered it, and two, I found it. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll have to find that. Uh, I don't, I'll, I'll, I'll link it from there. I'll I have the to, actual but, YouTube link. I'll send it oh, to yeah, you. Yeah, because the YouTube yeah. link will be easier to share. Yep. That's weird. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of videos that I'll look at, and I'll go, that's not compelling at all. Like, that's. But those, like, those types there. Yeah, yeah, like, that's... And that's, like, the video I keep talking about. It's I like, know. That's, there it is, babe. What yeah. you've been asking for. Yeah. And you delivered. Thank you. Love you to pieces. Thank you. I just, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's crazy. Yeah. That's really crazy. So imagine. Yeah. So you just saw the video. Now, imagine you're just tooling around Gettysburg like you're on vacation, your your little nerd heart is just like, oh, look at all this history. Mm-hmm. Like you could still see the bullet holes, and yeah. and it's all still there. And then all of a sudden, you're like, what you're looking for is over there. <laughs> and then he disappears. <laughs> and then you're you get your like the your camera out, the and en- then that flies out of your hand, and you're like, what is happening? And the door and slams hear, behind you. Yeah, you know. and then you. Then someone sits on your bed, and so, then you feel the little hands pulling at your clothes. Like, so they're saying that upon, uh, let's see, I'm reading a bit more. Oh, don't do not do debunking. No, the New Jersey Paranormal Research Organization posted to their Facebook page that the ghost sighting wasn't actually a ghost at all, but rather water droplets on the camera. Hmm. I don't know. I'm going to watch that again, because... I know what water droplets on the camera look like. They don't look like people? Well, no, but I'm just curious to see. Uh, I'm going to blow it up full screen. Full screen's unavailable because technology's stupid. Mm-hmm. Let me see. There is, it's possible. It is. I can't, I can't deny it. We'll have everybody on the, we'll have the Facebook, uh, I'll frame it that way. Okay. We'll do kind of like a a, a survey. Okay. So ghosts or water droplets? 
Ghostlets. Ghostlets. <laughs> They're ghosts that spit on the camera and ran away. I mean, I wouldn't buy, I wouldn't blame them. But again, it goes back to what we talk about all the time, the power of suggestion. Mm-hmm. And like, here we are talking, you know, here's me talking all day about Gettysburg. Yep. And you're talking about haunted things. Mm-hmm. And then I see this video and it's what my mind instantly wants to think. Yep. We talk about this a lot on the show. Yes. And we talk about it for just reason because it's true. It's really true. The power yeah, of, of suggestion. suggestion is like massive. The and and like you look at that and yeah, it is a little yeah, it's it's it, it looks like water drops. So now here's the thing. What is the power of suggestion really of? Ghosts or water drops? Who's suggesting more to me? Right. Cuz you look at it and it's it's yeah. You look at it first and you're looking for ghosts. I mean, you could hear me. I was just like, oh, my God. But now that I'm seeing what, you know, I'm looking for water droplets. That's what I see. And, of course, the link that uh, this news place has sucks. Hmm. You looking at it? I am looking at it. What gets me, I got to. I got to refresh this because what what gets me the most on it, mm-hmm. oh, my God, pop-ups and people got to really get their websites freaking straightened out. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I got tech. I know. Tech angry there. It's not hard. What, yeah, because at first what it looked like was the figure was running in between. Yes, in between the, the, the cannons. cannons. But now that I'm, I looked at it again... It's in. It's over it. It's over both of them, and that's where it could be. It could be water. It could mm-hmm. be a rain droplet. Mm-hmm. I'm going more rain droplet now. Sorry, we're gonna share it anyways because I'm curious as to what everybody else thinks. But yeah, but it does look, it does look like a rain droplet. Good old uh, New Jersey Paranormal Research Organization. Whoop whoop. Yeah. You know who wasn't listed here? Is taps going to uh, yeah Gettysburg? Yeah, but yeah, no, and that's that's where things that's that's where the shit gets tough. Yeah, it really is. Yep, I've had people that I know that listen to this show, mm-hmm. and they get mad at me that for, you don't believe. Not that I don't believe, but that I'm just critical of it. Mm-hmm. That's the part that frustrates me the most. It's like. You know, oh, well, you don't believe in it. It's like, no, it's not whether I believe in it or not. It's just I have an explanation right. for what that is. Yes. It's not about beliefs at this point. Well, I, I would really, I say it on the show all the time. I would love to have that moment yeah, to kind of justify it. But mm-hmm. the fact is, it's like, this is my story the whole time. Yeah. Like, I'll see a video like that. And then, I mean, it just happened to read on it. But I would look at it more. Mm-hmm. Like, after the show, I... You know me. I yeah. would have had it on there. I would have been watching it in slow motion, yeah. checking it all out. And honestly, I might have came to that conclusion two hours later. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, is like, I just, the immediate jump that people go to things and they're just like, yeah, no, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, wouldn't you want to hear another angle on it? 
And yeah. And there's a lot that are like that. Don't get me wrong. But like I said, there's people like when we did the ghost episode, mm-hmm. there were some places where I was walking around. People listen to that episode of people that I know that listen to the podcast. Yeah. And they fucking bitch me out with it. <laughs> or like their significant other would bitch me out and they'd just be like, yeah, no, my girlfriend was fucking pissed at you. You know, and I was just like, really? And they're just like, oh, yeah, you know, well, he's doing a ghost episode, doesn't even fucking believe in ghosts, you know, and it's just like. I think it's healthy. I it's think very it's healthy. healthy to have skepticism. It's insanely I healthy. I don't think you should just automatically swallow everything that you're fed. Yeah. And you shouldn't be all in on something that no. I'm sorry, you can't prove. Correct. If you can prove it. Right. Over and over again, like you could take me to a place mm-hmm. like where that door is and just be like, all right, Frank, nail the door shut. Mm-hmm. And, and then fucking it fly bang, it flies open, you know, yeah. and then I could stand around. Like if you could just do that to me, then good. We're on equal footing here. Right. Yes. But the fact is, is like I could legitimately recreate that video that we video. just watched. Mm-hmm. I could mm-hmm. in a rainstorm mm-hmm. or just and not even rain. That was just drizzle. We just yeah. had that before we did the show. Correct. And I could get it to a point where it's at night mm-hmm. with headlights on the car. Yeah. See, that's the thing. And that's, you know, probably they had headlights on and you're going through a windshield because right. it does look yes. kind of grayishy. Yeah. You know, so that, that'll create an artifact or an effect that, mm-hmm. well, looks like that. It's not that hard. Mm-hmm. And it's just with everything, every single one of them. This is where, like, I say it all the time. It's like the Warrens. Like, I, I want to love the Warrens so much. Yeah. I want to love everything they, you know, well, the stories and all say, that. Well, I will say, I was very much, I was firmly on, oh, yeah. on the Warren train. Well, I'm going to be then, honest. And how old was, were you? I'm not going to say how old you are today. Early 20s. Yeah. And, it's a while back. And then, um, and then it was... The whole Amityville thing. And then yeah. I started to do the deep dive and I was like, oh, yeah. shit. But I hate to say it. I mean, and I'm just saying it as an ad- adult. I mm-hmm. hate even saying the word adult. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like an adult. Mm-hmm. But. I know. Here I we have, are. I have the mirror and birthdays to remind me that. The yeah. fact is, is late teens and early 20s, I didn't know a fucking thing. No. No. I or thought no, I knew everything. What you know is really just a drop I, in the bucket. I thought I knew everything, mm-hmm. but the fact is, is like, you, I was instantly, like, I would get into things. Like, yeah. you, you know, here's this idea, this one point of view. Boom, I'm in. I'm hooked. Yep. Yep. That sounds great. Feels awesome. Yeah. You know, and, yep. and then years down the road, you look back and you're just like, oh, well, I had that all fucking wrong. Uh, yeah. You know, like, yeah. I, I didn't have any of it close. You know, I had yeah. it all wrong. And, and that's where, that's where I, I see a lot of things. And unfortunately that does come with age. It does. It does. You know, the you, more you experience, yeah. not only of life, but of the everything, the day to day, the mundane, yeah. the more informed you become, well, the more informed your opinions will be. And like when maybe. you're, when you're experiencing something new, having had all of those experiences. Yeah, but I think without humility, you're not going to have any of that. Okay, yeah. I think humility true. plays a big role. It does. Like for me to sit back there and tell 20-year-old Frank and 18-year-old Frank, dude, you have no idea what you're doing. Right, yes. I laugh when people are like, what would you tell your old self? Like, Would you pass a sage wisdom no. to yourself or would you would you warn them of something that was coming up? I wouldn't do any no. of that. I no. would just, I would just 
point flat out and say, the biggest thing you need to learn is humility. Mm-hmm. Humility is yeah. what's going to help you win at the race. Correct. Because yes. you're going to find out you're wrong a ton of times. Yes. More times than you are right, you're going to find out. Yeah. And if you have the humility to sit there and say, yeah, you know what? I was wrong. I had no idea mm-hmm. what I was doing there. I had no idea. Because I wouldn't even be able to tell old me I had no idea what they were doing. Because old me would be like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. I'm fucking, okay, old man, yeah, Frank. Okay, man. You know. Whatever yeah. fucking boomer was back when we just called people old. Now yeah. they got fucking boomer. But the fact is, is humility plays a huge role in that. It does. And I look back and you like my humility. You need to at least step back. Yeah. And at least accept that there are things yeah. that you don't so know. So here's here's a funny story okay. on humility. What you got? And then we'll have to wrap it up. Lay it on up. me. So my, my dad had a, um, a takeout restaurant. Yeah letting the, the people okay. know because yep. you know this of course but my dad had a uh, a takeout restaurant and it was a uh, it was a popular restaurant but we by no means got rich off of it or anything like that we mm-hmm. were your classic like working restaurant mm-hmm. that just um had enough to keep the restaurant going right and yeah. the bills paid at the house yeah so my dad had the the takeout restaurant across the bridge of this other town that had a civic center where like wrestlers would go rock Mm -hmm. bands, stuff like that. So fortunately for my dad, there was a couple of bands. Ario Speedwagon was one of them. Yep. And there was a couple other bands that kind of told everybody on the tour and definitely the wrestlers did too. Cause WWF was like pumping big then. Yeah. That was Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah. Macho man, Randy Savage. Yep. You know, Big John Sheik, Stud and all that stuff. Andre the Giant. Hacksaw Jim Duggan was from Glens Falls, which was that town where the Civic Center was. Really? Yeah. The guy with the two by four. Yeah. Yeah. He would. He was from Glens Falls. Mm-hmm. And we were South Glens Falls right across right, yeah. the bridge there. So, yeah, they all kind of pushed the name around because my dad had um, hot buffalo chicken wings. Yes. And at that time, only Anchor Bar and Buffalo had them. Right. We went there. My dad got laid off. And he says, I think I'm going to do this back home. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he did that. And at one point, there was just the two two places. Right. And then it spread like wildfire. And now yeah. they're all, all over are. in every pizzeria. So my dad's working at the store. And I'm all of like six, mm-hmm. six years old, seven years old. And Def Leppard comes in. Mm-hmm. Rock band Def Leppard. And my dad, classic form. So my dad had all these people come in. He never got pictures, autographs. He felt like that was insulting and rude right, to yes. them to ask yes. for all that kind of stuff. So these guys come in and uh, my my dad goes, uh, you know, what are you looking to order? And the guy goes, uh, I'm, uh, I'm looking uh, to get this and this and this or whatever. And I think it was like the front man mm-hmm. of the band. And my dad, he goes, uh, he goes, you know who you are? And my dad goes, Personally, don't know who you are, don't care. Mm-hmm. If you want to order something, go for it. And it was like the guitarist or somebody that was standing next to him said, let that be a lesson in humility. Because this guy probably walked into every place and oh, yeah. was just and like, had you know, everybody ooh and the salt on, of the earth, the you know, you know, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. And you got my dad who's just like, dude, are you going to buy some chicken or not? 
<laughs> I could see your dad doing and it. Exactly. Am I dropping the chicken in the in the fryer yeah, or yeah. what? <laughs> Is there going to be an exchange right here? Absolutely great. But I think those are great moments of humility. It is. It's a great lesson in humility. Humility keeps you healthy. It does. You know what? It keeps you grounded. Yeah. However, if you are looking. Keeps you Casey Kasem with your feet on the ground, reaching for the stars. If you're looking to get more uh, information on Gettysburg, if you're looking to visit Gettysburg, they're part of the National Military Park System. Correct. You can go to mps.gov mm-hmm. or you can just Google Gettysburg, Gettysburg. and the mps.gov will give you uh, a lot of information about the park. It'll give you uh, a lot of information to plan your visit to the mm-hmm. park with basic information, mm-hmm. directions, transportation, eating, sleeping, places to go, calendar events, so on and so forth. Etc. Etc. We strongly recommend that people do trips like these it's not just the conjuring homes oh yeah no and all that no. stuff i this, think you should this stuff has an added value not only for paranormal things but also the own history of history. your own country correct and yes. there's a lot of people that work at these places where they volunteer mm-hmm. and they volunteer their time but yes. more important what they volunteer is their knowledge of the topic yes and it's better than any book you could have because you can't ask a book questions no you can't ask a movie questions no but you can visit these people and ask them questions. I will say our tour guide at the House of the Seven Gables in Salem. Unbelievable. Was amazing. Yeah. It was hands down one of yeah. the best tours I've ever had. And simply because you had someone feeding you all of this knowledge. Yeah. It was it was incredible. Well, and then also, I mean, you, you really hope you have someone, I'm going to brag a bit here. I hope you have someone like myself in your group, but you should be this person that asks Ask a ton questions. of questions. Yeah. There's no, it's true. There's no stupid question, but when you go on these museum tours and you go on these military park tours and everything, ask all the questions you have because you have this rare opportunity Yes. to be there with somebody that has untapped knowledge of this place right it's yes. better than books it's better yes. than movies yep and it's literally the best thing you can do to get more knowledge of certain topics yes because you're going to be surprised that you got fed a lot of bullshit through a book yeah or a movie yes. or a tv show yes where you have these groups of individuals that have literally poured their heart and souls yes into these topics these time eras yes and they're literally walking knowledge that is very finite Yes. These are people that can't be replaced. It's mm-hmm. gone. It's it's erased. So enough of my soapbox with that, but that's an important <laughs> thing for me, and it always has yes. been. Uh, what do we got next? We have the Demon House. I know. In Gary, Indiana. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. It has nothing to do with the Jackson family, by the way, because they were nothing. from Gary, Indiana, too. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Which, I mean, there was a family living there, but nobody yeah. was a... Uh, was a a recording artist yeah. or singer or I dancer. A, I was a huge Jackson 5 fan when I was a kid. Jackson 5 Jackson and 5 Jackson. was okay, but when Michael... Thriller? Yeah. Fuck See, me off the about wall. It. Off the wall is where it's at for Michael, for me. Oh, it was Thriller. It was yeah. Thriller all the I way I like Thriller me. and Thriller's popular, but we had Off the Wall. My brother, my brother Danny had Off the Wall on a vinyl, mm-hmm. and oh, I just couldn't get enough of that album. Yeah, I didn't have Good that stuff. one. 
it but was, talk about big. Like people don't realize how big Michael Jackson was. Huge. It was insane. Yeah. Like he would go to some like remote tribe in Africa and they're all like, Michael Jackson. Yeah. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> how do you even know who I this guy think, is? I, yeah. <laughs> I think that would be a huge mind fuck. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine being that famous. No. I wouldn't ever want to be. To where I would go in a, a place that, you know, like fire is the most advanced piece of technology they have. Yeah. And, and you they walk know in and you. they're like, hey, Frank. And I'm like, what the fuck? And you know? I'm out. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> tough because you got no place to kind of escape from yourself. No, you, know, you don't. You, just your persona's in the way of you constantly. It's that weird. you don't have anybody calling you on your bullshit either. Yeah. But Demon House next week. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. We're, Buckle uh, up. Yeah. Yep. And then, and again, guys, if there is a topic, oh, without a doubt, or if there's something or someone you would like us give to a, do an episode, give a shout on, on the Facebook group. Yeah, uh, you can also give a shout out on uh, the Instagram account. Yep, you can email us at oth, OTH at, at seriouslydecent.com. Correct, correct. You can go to Oh the Horror Podcast mm-hmm. and find the link. Yeah, to Facebook and and all yep. that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we uh, we actually or if get... you happen to know us, you could just be like, text Yo. us, <laughs> Yo Dinkus. Yeah, how about you try this? No, we love coming <laughs> up with the topics. We we enjoy it. We have a lot of them that we pick out, but we really get excited about people on you know the listening end that would love to listen. There's to, a couple to lanes that and... we're excited to jump into. Oh and, yeah, and. And, and introduce we'll, into the podcast. We'll do a, a slight spoiler. The newest of lanes we're going to be jumping into now that we've got past yeah. episode 30, uh, alien encounters we're looking at. Yeah. So if there's certain alien encounters that you would want to know more information about or the story, or mm-hmm. if you want us to kind of see what the skinny is, is it real? Is it legit? Let us know. Yep. And we'll do what we do. That yeah. voodoo that we do. Yes, we will. So we folks, will do all that. You have a uh, a wonderful day, a wonderful week. No Ouija boards. Nope. No dolls. No dolls. No capes. Never any capes. No blood rituals. No, no. No cults, satanic or otherwise. Yes, yes. Have we add on, added anything else? I don't think we need. I don't think we have anything today. We could put in there. Okay. I think Demon House is going to give us plenty of opportunities to add to the list. Yeah, but yeah I'm, I mean, I'm pretty but what sure. What number are we at now? So we got um, no uh, Ouija boards, no capes. No capes. Wait, no dolls, no, no capes. No dolls. No blood rituals. Blood rituals. No cults, no satanic cults. or it's otherwise. Five. five. We're at five. Yeah. We got to make it to ten. And then oh. we're putting a hard stop on it. That's it. Unless they're really, really good. Okay. Past ten, they gotta be, they gotta be good. Okay. Yeah, I like ten because ten's marketable. <laughs> like the Ten Commandments. Yeah. <laughs> we'll send a little like fake stone. Ten things you shouldn't do. Oh my gosh! I yeah. could make one. The Ten Commandments of Oh the Horror. It's basically what. We should call them the Ten Tenets of Oh yeah. the Horror. Yeah, the things you shouldn't do. Just don'ts. Just, just don'ts. We'll call them just don'ts. We'll call them just don'ts. <laughs> I think we got it now. It's just don'ts. I like it. Uh, and 
as always, please make good choices. Take care, folks. <laughs>